Hello and welcome to another episode of Radiance and Resilience with Betty Parker. It is my pleasure to host this podcast weekly and to explore topics that I hope will add to your existence and your success. Happy New Year to you. I've been enjoying all of the 2020 Clear Vision themes that have been floating around on social media over the past couple of days, and I respect that people are looking forward to a clearer view of their futures. As with the arrival of any new year, most people start thinking about how they want to do things differently, how they want to make change happen for the betterment of their lives, and how to essentially start afresh in attaining their new goals. Well, bravo to those of you who are looking to improve your life, but how do you make that change happen and how do you make it stick? I'm joined today by a sharp lady who has a great handle on what it takes to bring fulfillment and joy to your life. She is Dr. Katrina Hutchins, and I have no doubt you'll find her enlightening and encouraging. Stick around to hear what she has to say when Radiance and Resilience returns. Hi, Dr. Katrina Hutchins. Hi, Betty Parker. How are you? I am great. It's so good to hear your voice. It is great always <laughs> to hear your voice as well. Well, Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to you. I'm so grateful that we get to start the year off together this way. Absolutely. I want to tell all my get, all my listeners that my guest today is Dr. Katrina Hutchins. I told you she would be with us on today's Radiance and Resilience. She is the president and CEO of Resource Solutions. She's a personal and professional growth and development. Um, she's a personal and professional growth and development company owner, I should say. She's a certified personal and executive coach. She's a consultant, an inspirational speaker, an author, and a professor. And I don't know how you have time to do anything else, Dr. K, <laughs> with all of those. <laughs> I think I've been given play. a lot of grace in my life. So I'm yeah. just going to I'm just going to take that grace as a gift that allows me to do all of those things all of you those named things. and then some. Oh my gosh, I just don't know when you have the time to do it all, but um, you do them all with grace and you do them with excellence. And I so enjoy having conversations with you and I'm so excited about, you know, you've probably seen it as well as I have, all of the people who are, you know, talking about this 2020 vision and they're all excited about the new year coming in and all the great things that they plan to do. I just had a wonderful conversation in a previous podcast with Dr. Leslie Besselou and we talked a lot about people's mindsets mm, coming into yes. a new year. And I want to talk to, I want to expand that conversation with you because um, what I want to talk about a little bit today is just keeping those goals ever present in front of us and not allowing them to fall apart. We know that people will um, have this, you know, this great enthusiasm because the year is new, it's fresh and it's a time of new beginnings. But, you know, six weeks down the road, eight weeks, three months down the road, We've totally fallen off course, mm -hmm. living at best life. People don't always get a chance to achieve that. And it really can put us in something yeah. of a funk later on because we just didn't get where we wanted to go. And then we started all over again the next year and it just keeps going. And then you look back 10 years, 15 years, and you never really got to where That's you wanted right. to be. So talk to us a little bit about how do we not allow ourselves to get derailed in life because, you know, life does happen in between all these things we're trying to achieve. How do you, being a, a coach yourself, how do you coach people to stay on track? Well, that is such a great question, Betty. And so much of what you describe sometimes, and it's so interesting because we always seem to go into New Year's with 
um, kind of a cliche, you know, years past, there's, you know, there's always been kind of a cliche kind of coming into that new year. And this year is not any different. You know, I see people talking about 2020 vision and all of those kinds of things. I get a little leery for them, though, because here's the reality is that 2020 vision is perfect vision. And if we're not careful in our pursuit of that perfection, we Mm -hmm. don't recognize there is a reality. I'm sitting here right now wearing glasses talking to you. Right. (laughs) So what that means is I either need my glasses. I either need uh, my contact lenses to be able to see the way that I'm supposed to be. What that tells me and what that should tell us as we consider this is that it is not a walk of perfection. And and to give ourselves permission to have assistance, to seek assistance, to recognize Mm -hmm. when we need it. You know, so many of my words that give me that that really give me the grace that we're, we're talking about. Number one, Betty, is recognizing the fact that there are so many times when I need to give myself permission not to do something right, or to pull back a little or to give myself permission to say, Katrina, that really is an unrealistic goal, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, The second word for me is vulnerability and and Mm. understanding that sometimes my best intentions make me more vulnerable to my failure. Okay. And what that means is I will set myself up for this perfect outcome or this perfect product or this perfect happily ever after to a goal without taking into consideration that I am going to have those moments where life happens or I fall yeah. off the wagon, or, you know, my vision is not 2020. In fact, I may be completely blind in an area, right? So being mm, able to that? give ourselves permission and recognizing our own vulnerability so that we can walk this out with some grace attached to it. That is so good. I'm re- tearing up everything on my desk trying to write down (laughs) some of these things that you're saying and I highly recommend it for our listeners too because Dr. Katrina is going to give you a lot of good information so if you don't have your pen and paper out right now I would highly recommend it so I love this idea about just giving ourselves that space that we need in order to sometimes even if 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 it's just not accomplishing fully what we want. We may have some pitfalls sure. along the way. Maybe we there might be a failure here because that meant that that wasn't necessarily the route mm-hmm. we were supposed to take. So we got to do a little course correction along the way, but not lose sight of what we're ultimately striving That's for, right. right? So yeah, so just giving ourselves, like you said, that permission either to fall a little bit, even fail maybe once. Cause you were that, that word perfection. You're absolutely right. When we're looking at 2020 vision, we're looking at perfection. Right. And if we're striving, you can always strive for it, but if you don't reach it, that's okay. You know, it's about getting to whatever it is you've established that you want to get to. And if you don't get to that perfect place, and I believe Katrina, you may have come across people like I have, there are people who are perfectionists. And if one little thing goes awry, boy, they almost lose their minds. I've seen that happen. 
uh, and I've seen the best intentions sabotaged for that reason. Just because mm-hmm. we fall, here's the beauty about failing. You know, I used to be, and, and this is coming from someone who who did live in that space of being a perfectionist and um, mm-hmm. le- didn't want to face the agony of failure or sometimes even the shame that comes with failure, especially if you're failing in public, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. So, uh-huh. But the the beauty in failing is that it is the best preparation for next time. So if we never fail, we wouldn't know how to prepare for for the the best effort next time. And so we can always pull lessons from our failure. Uh, That's why that permission, not just to succeed, but the permission to fail is so important. Is because it really is, it has embedded in it elements that really lend themselves to how we succeed going forward. And, And the other piece, Betty, as you were talking, that I really thought about is as we're setting these goals, sometimes I I watch people set goals that are goals based upon what's trending or goals based Mm. upon what the current hype is, or, you know, goals based upon what Mm -hmm. we see others doing. Greatest vulnerability we do have to failing is when we set goals that are not authentic to us. Yeah. You know, we just talked about that. To who we are. Yeah, I I just spoke with Dr. Besselou about that too. And it is so important for us to recognize that we have to be um, in a place where we can succeed. And like you're saying, those goals have to be specific to us. I can't do what you're good at, you know, or vice versa. I have to make sure that I'm on track for what Betty can do and what Betty can do alone. Not necessarily trying to be Katrina, right? Because this is apples and oranges. We're two totally different people. And you're the type of person I would reach out to in order to try to get, you know, how can I get better at what I need to do? Or can you give me direction and what I need to do to achieve my goals? Not yours, but mine. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, again, we go back to this whole notion of 2020 vision. And and it's it's so ironic and not really that we're having this conversation today because I just had to go order contacts yesterday, right? So I went to uh, my vision center to order contacts yesterday, but the symbolism and what you just said, you know, if it's, if it's something that, that I need to have enhanced, that's when I bring you along, Betty, Mm -hmm. you become kind of that, contact lens for me right Mm -hmm. that helps my vision become stronger yeah when I I, uh have the wisdom enough to call others alongside me to help increase my vision right and uh but when we don't set goals that are authentic to us we lose focus that's when we lose sight because we're really trying to carry out something a goal or uh, achieve a milestone that we don't have vision for. Mm-hmm. And you so think, we are approaching it blindly. Yeah. You think that's because we're trying too hard to be, to compare ourselves to other people's success? Betty, that is it 100%. And, mm-hmm. and the reason I know that 
all we have to do is go down our timelines on social media huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. and we will see it. I mean, there is a true manifestation of that. Yeah. And I think, you know, as good as social media is and, and, and it can be an amazing tool to really help us in a lot of ways. It's also created a monster in some people, mm-hmm. right? Because they're not able to discern the difference between this sense of their own authenticity and the temptation to live someone else's unrealistic life. So let me say that part. Yeah. Because not everybody is posting everything about their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, we pick and choose those things that we want to post and that we want others to see. Right. And no one's life is totally um, shown on social media. Right. And I think if we're not careful, you know, you can lose track of that reality. And so you start to pursue other people's unrealistic life, right? So you're pursuing something that's not even real. Absolutely. And so you've set up these goals around something that's not real or some aspiration that you have that doesn't even align with who you are. Mm -hmm. You just saw that it looked good on social media. So we have to be extremely careful uh, and discerning and wise when it comes to those kinds of things. Absolutely. And so, you know what, one of the things you said that I thought was so important earlier, I want to go past it. You were talking about shame with failure, because I think people mm-hmm. tend to post all that great stuff, right? Because they want people mm-hmm. to see them in a certain way. When in actuality, as a coach, you know, people have all, every individual out there has some kind of challenge that they're facing. All right. Whether it's large or small here or later, everybody has challenges. So we know that. And so people have to get comfortable with the fact that I'm going to blow it sometimes. My life is not going to always be in a place where it is, you know, me worth me sharing with other people because it's going to be tough. You know, all those things that are going to come up and it does become very public in a lot of ways. But how do we take the shame out of failure? Oh, that is such a great question. So I was I was having a conversation with one of the young women that I'm I mentor, and she said something so profound. She's actually um, in recovery um, for addiction, mm-hmm. and one of the things that she shared with me, Betty, that I'll share with you in the response to that question is she said, I've gotten to the point in my life that I talk about my shame so that it doesn't become my prison. Oh, wow. Betty, that is so profound. Mm -hmm. And so to answer your question, you know, how do we talk about our shame? We have to step into the courage of exposing Mm -hmm exposing that area so that it doesn't become our right so it doesn't become the thing that ensnares us and you know kind of builds this these walls around us so being the first one to say oh I've been there right I failed at that yes or you know there was a time in my life that I felt that way or I failed 
you know, because the reality is if we do it that way, we can fail forward. Right. Right. We can fail forward, meaning our failures don't stop us. Our failures teach us. Yeah. And when we are willing to expose our own secrets, it takes the power. That's right. Out of that ability to be imprisoned by it. So talking about it, you know, being able to tell yourself the truth. Yeah being willing to tell others the truth. Now that doesn't mean, again, I'll use social media as an example. That doesn't mean that you jump on social media and tell everybody Mm -hmm. your business and, you know, that you, you know, kind of come up with a failure report for public (laughs) consumption. But what that does mean is that you give yourself, we go back to that word again, permission to acknowledge that you did fail and that, you know, as shameful as that failure might be or might have been, I'm sharing it with you because my freedom. Yeah. How about that? Mm. Yes. And so I I think when people recognize that um, what they're going through, (laughs) for one thing, is not as unusual as they think it is. You know, yes. other people have come at least close to it, if not experienced the same thing. And I think it just makes people more real. You know, when you got these people who got everything on lock and it is so, you know, just so perfect. I think that's the key is you know, talking about the victory that came out of it, talking about what it feels like on the other side of that. And, you know, I, I chuckled when you were talking a minute ago because I have grandsons and I think they've helped me tremendously to to really understand the value of being acknowledged or or acknowledging when you don't cross every T and dot every I. You know, there was a period of time where I was working out. I had a personal trainer and probably in the best shape uh, of my life during that time. Uh and, and then kind of fell away from that, fell away from that. And, and of course, if you don't keep that up, your body starts to change. And I was mm-hmm. holding my grandson. He's six now, uh, but I still love for them to snuggle up on my lap. And we have these sweet conversations. And so he snuggled up on my lap and he was rubbing my arm and, you know, just kind of loving on me a little bit. And then pretty soon he said, Mimi, I love your fluffy arms. (laughs) (laughs) So tell you the truth, won't they? (laughs) They will tell you the truth. But here's the thing. I mean, it was just kind of this recognition of the fact that I had failed in keeping my muscles, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So the muscles I used to have have now turned to fluff. Right, right. You have no problem (laughs) telling me that. So how does all of that fit into this? It still brings us to this full circle understanding, Betty, is that even when we have the strongest starts and we may maximize that start and really get to this place of, yes, I'm doing it. You know, it's happening. I'm making it or whatever, but who knows when we'll have to step back or fall away or whatever. Mm-hmm. And if it all turns to fluff as a result of that, the good news is, is that if we wake up another day, 
it's another day to start to get it right again. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yes. Um, and so the only time that we truly fail is when we allow the failure to cause us to stop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's when absolutely. we truly failed. Mm-hmm. And that we will have no value from that failure because we allowed the failure to render us uh, dysfunctional, right? Mm-hmm. So we just stop at that place. So I think for me, the sense of maintaining focus and having clear vision and all of those kinds of things is recognizing that it is an ongoing process. There yeah. is not a one and done approach to this. It's like taking a bath. You can't just take one bath. I hope you didn't just take one bath on January 1st. <laughs> right. I think it's going to last you until December 31st. You're going to have some consequences and repercussions if that's right. the approach, right? Right. So it is like it is likened unto that. It is a process. We do it. We recognize that we need to do it again. And then we recognize that we need to do it again. Mm-hmm. Um, but in that recognition, we're also building in and building upon what we learned from before. Does that yeah. make sense to you? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I want to explore that a little bit fast, uh, farther with you. We're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, I want uh, to talk to you a little bit more, you talk to us a little bit more about maintaining, you know, that particular focus then when we have to come back and do those things again and again so that we still stay in in touch with what we were originally setting out to do, regardless of how life gets in the way, um, we ultimately will hit that goal that we, we're striving for. So just stay tuned, everybody. We'll be back with Radiance and Resilience and Dr. K with all of her great uh, insight in today's topic. We'll be right back. Do your leaders have good communication skills? Do they know how to build cohesive and cooperative teams? Are they skilled at managing conflict between employees? If you know they could use some help in those areas, call us at Sharper Development Solutions to discuss how we can help build those skills. We also provide coaching services for those who need individual or group help. Check us out on Facebook and on our website at www.thesharpersolution.com or call at 803 623-4511. But what would you recommend to somebody um, when it comes to, okay, you know, I've I've fallen off. I had this great intention to do, you know, to stop smoking. And it's two weeks down the road. Something happened, stressed me out. I pulled, I grabbed that cigarette and now I'm off course. Now I'm going to give up. All right, because yes. I didn't smoke that cigarette and I didn't want to, so I might as well just start smoking again. Mm-hmm. How do we well, target? Well, the first and foremost, I think, is self-talk. So that's number one, self-talk. Our conversation with ourselves is critical. So if we're going to set these goals and have these aspirations and kind of pursue a clear vision. We've got to learn the value of talking to ourselves. You know, when I was a young girl, I used to hear my mom talking to herself all the time. And I thought mama literally had lost her mind. (laughs) 
But now, Betty, I find myself talking, having these full-blown conversations out loud. Myself, out loud. Mm -hmm. I, I ask myself questions and answer those questions all in the same conversation. Mm -hmm. But there is so much value in self-talk because what self-talk does, if we do it the right way, it affirms why we even started this in the first place. Mm -hmm. So let's say for the sake of discussion, we'll use your scenario of smoking. And, and at the beginning of the year, the stroke of midnight, it was my time to stop smoking, right? Right. Well, by today, the third at noon, I picked up a cigarette, I smoked it, but I felt horrible after I did. Right. Here's where my self-talk comes. All right. Give yourself some grace. Mm -hmm. You failed. You didn't hit the mark, but that's not the end of the world. You can start again. Right. Right. So you start to affirm yourself. Mm -hmm. This is not the end. This is your opportunity to pick back up you know, what was happening during that time that you felt so tempted in that moment. How can you not do that again? Or when you feel that tempted again, it takes me to number two. So number one is self-talk. Number two is have an ally. Mm. Who is that person I can call? Right? So I, I have either, either fallen or I'm about to fall. Who is that one person or persons I can call to say, okay, I'm really struggling over here. Mm -hmm. Help. You know, I need some help. So having an ally, having that person who will be your accountability partner, who will not just be your yes person, that person will tell you the truth right, and be able to help you and support you as you are journeying through to your success. Uh, and then number three, as a woman of faith, I undergird all of that with prayer. Amen. I've got to make sure that I maintain at all times communication with God. Mm -hmm. That's that's first and foremost for me. Uh, and so for me, it becomes this cycle of three. So I start with myself and I'm having these conversations. I may have to bring in an ally mm -hmm. to kind of help support me. But through it all, I'm praying Yes, as I go. You know, so it kind of becomes if you could kind of see it in a cycle. It's prayer, self-talk and an ally, phone a friend, prayer, self-talk. Yes. <laughs> and, and, you know, some of these you may leave out. You may just skip to number three. Mm -hmm. Just pray. You know, sometimes... In the heat of a temptation, you don't have time. You you don't have even the wherewithal to talk to yourself or phone a friend. Mm -hmm. Your it really just becomes, dear God. It's like the Jenny prayer in Forrest Gump. Dear God, please make me a bird so I can fly far, far away. <laughs> right? I call that the Jenny prayer. And, you know, and sometimes we just have to have the Jenny prayer. Right. When we find ourselves knee deep in a temptation and and this. Uh, this um, this approach that we may be falling kind of mm -hmm. off of our intended uh, path. Yeah. And so again, self-talk, have an ally and pray, pray, pray. Yeah. I think I think it all of those work together and individually. Mm -hmm. And it's so important simply because I think people don't realize or we don't always help 
give ourselves this permission you were talking about earlier to recognize that this is a journey, right? So you will have you will have these starts and stops and starts and stops all along the way. But even though you stop at some point or maybe you falter a little bit, you're still farther down the road having have having started, mm-hmm. you know, some time ago much wrong had you not started at all and so you may you know fall off the wagon a little bit smoke a cigarette but it's not like you just smoked a pack you smoked Mm -hmm. one but you have two weeks of not having you know smoking your lungs right so okay we messed up a little bit here but just keep pressing forward you did it two weeks before you can do two more weeks you can three Mm -hmm. do three more weeks maybe you can do a month or whatever you know so there will be uh, fits and starts in these things, but it is a journey. So don't feel like you've totally blown the whole thing and revert back to where you were before because you started this this journey, you know, and you will come to an end having gotten farther along down the road than you would have if you had never really pursued it. For in the sure. First place. And celebrate. I love what you just said, Betty. Celebrate your successes. If we don't learn to celebrate mm-hmm. our successes, we will live in the agony of our failure. Right. So yes. celebrate your Ooh, successes. that's a bumper sticker. So when you do have <laughs> yeah. these huge successes, celebrate. And and that celebration mm-hmm. is the refueling you need to kind of keep going. So just celebrating. You know, and as human beings, we just need constant motivation too. You know, it's not something like you say with the with the bath and the shower example that you gave. We get motivated and then that falls away at some point you know it doesn't stay it's hard to sustain so we have to keep finding ways to feed ourselves that um that um i guess that energy that strength that power those things that we need to keep pressing Mm -hmm. forward because i mean that's just not the way life works we have other things that are tackling us at the same time you can be in parallel with things working wonderfully in your life but then there's this other thing going in the same direction but it's constantly tearing away at and you know i remember reading about um what's his name um rick was it rick warren the guy who did a purpose driven life yeah i remember him talking about the great success of that book when it came out and how he was everywhere doing all these talks his book is a bestseller people are getting touched by people are getting saved by all these things but at the same time his wife was struggling with cancer So as he's celebrating, you know, the huge success of him getting this word out, they're dealing with this very scary health issue that's occurring with someone who's very near and dear to him. So life is going to throw you these things. and There's always something trying to get you Mm -hmm. off target. But we have to just recognize that we need that constant fueling, you know, to keep ourselves pressing, just pressing on, pressing on no matter what comes our way. And so... You know, yeah, same thing with our goals. Absolutely. And, you know, I I, I see in metaphors, you know, (laughs) my uh, my (laughs) sisters have even teased me about I could have written parables with Jesus uh, because I I really do see in metaphors. But when you were talking about that sense of refueling, you know, immediately I talked, I thought about. The, the need for our cars to have that and, you know, whatever other kinds of things that have to be refueled or re-energized or mm-hmm. whatever, always to be able to get that, there's always that sense of plugging in or connecting to something, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're at the gas station and you need to refuel, you've got to connect with the gas 
the hose, right? The pump. If yep. you if mm-hmm. your phone needs recharging, you gotta connect it to yep. something that gives that recharge. I'm saying that right. to say this. As we pursue these things and we think about these new goals and making it stick, we've got to be mindful to when we're not connected and even mm-hmm. mindful of what we are connected to when we do connect. Right? Yes. Who's, Who's our, power, our source? power source? Because, Betty, the reality mm-hmm. is sometimes we are connected to people, things, and places that drain our power as yes, ma'am, to instead of charging us giving up. us yes, power. Right. And so How we really that? again have to be mind Betty, I think that's an entire 30 minutes more. Um but <laughs> you got I, that right. <laughs> I believe that, you know, instead of our goals sticking, we can have other people, places, and things that cause them to unstick because of what mm-hmm. they are imposing or pouring into our lives and so sometimes Mm -hmm. we are in need of making those necessary adjustments so that we are not sabotaging ourselves because we have not done due diligence in disconnecting and unplugging Mm -hmm. from things that are draining us Yes, indeed. And we, like you were talking about being courageous earlier, and we have to do that. We have to find the courage to say, I'm done. I have to, you know, cut this off or this person off or this situation off. No matter how painful it's going to be, it's not good for me. And in the long run, it might be painful in the short term, but in the long run, this is going to be better for me. And ultimately, it might be better for the other side too, right? Because, yeah, you you don't want anything where you have to compromise who you are and how you are to benefit that person, especially if that person isn't good for you, because now you're not being good. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's um, yeah. I'm turning myself into something I'm not to accommodate a person who doesn't fit into my life or is doing things that I don't necessarily agree with, but I'm going along mm-hmm. with it. And I'm compromising my integrity, my beliefs, my values, all of those things just to keep that person in my life. And nope, you don't That's have to right. do that. Let that stuff That's go. Right. Absolutely. That's right. And the other, okay, one That's last thing right before we go, Betty. I know our time is wrapping up, but one last thing I know. before I we it. go is the sense of letting go. As hard as it may be, when we let go, we make space for more to oh, come. Oh, yeah. More good things mm-hmm. to come, more blessings to come, more opportunities, Amen. more open doors simply because we let go yes so i'm gonna leave us on that note right there letting go and so i'm gonna invite you back dr k i hope you'll have some time in the future for us i know you're gonna be doing your radio show and the 50 million (laughs) other things you do that i introduced you on earlier but i just so enjoy talking to you because i learned so much from you and i get inspired and motivated every time i'm in your company whether I'm sitting across the table from you and you're giving me a hard time about what I need to be doing (laughs) and I fight you every time uh, when we're talking on the phone and we have these wonderful conversations but they're just so inspiring and I'm hoping that our listeners will gain so much from this so I ask people go back and listen to this podcast over and over again get your paper and pen out write down these things and apply them make them a part of your goal setting as you enter into 2020 and in the rest of your life I mean these are things that are timeless these these recommendations 
are in, are timeless and they're going to make a positive difference in your life. So I want to thank you, uh, Dr. K, for being a part of today's show. I want to remind our listeners that our episode today has been brought to you by Sharper Development Solutions Incorporated, where we provide corporate training and executive coaching to companies that want to grow their leaders and build stronger teams through better relationships and also to individuals who want to improve themselves at work and business and in life. Check us out on social media. Feel free to leave us a voicemail for any show topics you'd like to hear discussed here on Radiance and Resilience, and we'll bring back wonderful people like Dr. K to talk about them. So thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Thank, thank you, you, Dr. So K. Thank you so much, Betty. It was my pleasure. Absolutely. And we wish everybody a wonderful week. Take care. <laughs>